Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, everybody, this is Chris Harder, founder and host of the hit podcast, For the Love of Money, where we believe that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, this is Aubrey Marcus, founder of On It and New York Times bestselling author of Own the Day, Own Your Life. Hey, this is Dave Meltzer, CEO of Sports One Marketing and the executive producer and host of Entrepreneur's Elevator Pitch and the playbooks. And if you want to get your money mindset right, if you want some help learning how to build your own connections, grow your inner circle, if you want to learn how to cultivate relationships at the highest level, then you need to be listening to Build Your Network. Build Your Network. Build Your Network podcast. With my good friend, Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are in the middle of a series right now about mentorship and masterminds, and I can't wait to share today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show. If this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or how it's beneficial, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. I get this question so often that I decided, you know what, I'm just going to put it all into a course and give it away as a free resource for people to go check out. That way, next time somebody asks me exactly what a mastermind is, I can just point them in that direction. So this is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com slash enroll to grab that course and get started today. 
Hey there, welcome back to the show. Uh, today I'm bringing you guys another awesome compilation episode. Um, some of these some of these episodes are, are awesome for me to put together just because I learn a lot from them and these specific topics are talked about throughout obviously these last 200 and something plus episodes, almost get, like getting up close to 300 now. So kind of going through the archives and, and listening back to a couple of these main topics are, have been really helpful for me. So I hope it's been helpful for you guys. By the way, if it has been, let me know, shoot me a message or a screenshot this episode, upload it to your Instagram story, tag me and all of the guests today. Um, let us know that you're tuning in. That way can go over there and say what's up to you. So today we have Chris Harder, Aubrey Marcus, and David Meltzer coming on talking about confidence, how to build confidence. And this is probably one of the most important topics that anyone can cover in any sort of personal development situation because I feel like most success comes down to confidence at some point or another. So um, this is definitely going to be an episode that you're going to want to tune into. Chris Harder is an amazing dude. He hosts For the Love of Money podcast, and uh, he and his wife, Lori, are amazing people doing amazing things. He uh, made a lot of money in direct sales and uh, in, in mortgages back in the day as well before the direct sales company that he's in now. And then they both have their own podcasts, their own separate brands. They run masterminds and teach people um, how to duplicate the things that they've done. And they do it in such a, a great way, full of integrity. There's a lot of people out there online that are total fakers and just not good people to be around. And Chris and Lori definitely debunk a lot of those types of people by being just real real and genuine, awesome people to be around. So then we have Aubrey Marcus, who is, he's the CEO of Onnit, which is a, I think, $30, $40 million supplement company now that uh, Joe Rogan is a partner on. And uh, Aubrey is an amazing dude in and of uh, just his own accomplishments outside of just the business world and does a lot of, of work on on helping yourself on the inside and, and doing the inner work and different things like that. And he's a New York Times bestselling author himself of the book, Own the Day, Own Your Life, which is one of my favorites, by the way. And then he has his own podcast, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, where he talks a lot about these different types of topics, confidence, different things like that. So he's going to be a great addition to this episode. And then David Meltzer, who is the CEO of Sports One Marketing. This is a guy that just truly embodies the word entrepreneurship to me. Um, he was worth over $100 million back before the crash, and then he lost everything in that crash. And now he's built up to be the number one, like in the world, number one sports marketing agency out there um, with works with so many different professional athletes and just crushing the game again now. And people like that are always intriguing to me because they didn't just get lucky that one time. They know how to keep attracting success and keep duplicating success. And uh, David definitely embodies that message. And so Chris, Aubrey, and David are all going to touch on how to have confidence. And I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, I want to let you all know that I, that I opened up a few more VIP day slots in my calendar. So since opening this up a, uh, a couple of months back, I've had over a dozen people now come out to Vegas. I'm having a blast doing it. So I decided to open up some more days here in the summer months. So building a professional, profitable podcast, two very important adjectives right there, <laughs> professional and profitable podcast, not just having a show that's an expensive hobby, but building a professional and profitable podcast. If that's something that you want to do, then this is exactly what you've been waiting for. You're going to fly out here to Vegas, spend a full day with me one-on-one -on -one to help you create, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. Plus, I give VIP Day guests access to a few key people in my network down the road who I've invested literally tens of thousands of dollars and countless hours into building relationships with. So if podcasting has been a goal of yours for a while and you finally want to take action on that, then you're going to want to go over to travischapel.com slash coaching, travischapel.com slash coaching to apply. And if you qualify, I will see you here in Vegas really soon. And now here is Confidence with Chris Harder, Aubrey Marcus, and David Meltzer. 
Probably the biggest thing that I've been learning recently is how important confidence is because you and I have a similar background, Chris, in the fact that you're network marketing, which is one of the most hated professions on the planet. <laughs> and I'm in door-to-door sales, which is equally as hated or even more hated. And then you're also in car sales. So like these are all like the most hated type salespeople out there. But man, I'm so thankful for my experience in door-to-door sales because Without that, I don't think that I would have the level of confidence that I have going up to people. And I don't think I could take the rejection of going up to people. And now it's just so easy and it comes so naturally. Do you have any practical advice like going door to door or try network marketing or any practical advice for somebody that's out there going, I would really like to get more confidence, but I just don't know how. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, guys, this is going to sound cheesy, but start by practicing into video, right? So set up your iPhone, flip it around, hit record, and just practice speaking, practice introducing yourself, practice sharing a good idea you have and play it back and look at yourself and and say, is this somebody that I would be excited to meet? Is this somebody whose idea I would consider? Is this somebody who I would partner with in business or in life? And if not, take a look at why and then try it again and do the whole exercise over and over and over again until you know, like it becomes that second nature with a repetitive movement, you know that you are coming across with confidence and good posture. And another great way to take that step one step further or to even start here is to do more Instagram stories. You know, the stories where you're like recording your life and yeah. <laughs> you know, here's what I'm doing today and, and here's where I'm going and here's my workout. And here's a, when you do those stories and you put them out there or even Facebook lives, that is a huge challenge for people. But when you put yourself out there on social media in video form, you're exercising that muscle of coming across 
you know, authentic and genuine and with good confidence at the same time as being interesting and not being worried about the feedback. And that last part is the important part, the not being worried about what other people think. And at first it'll be scary. And the next time you do it, it'll be scary. And the next time you do it, it'll still be scary, but a little bit less. And then it starts getting easier and easier and easier. And before you know it, you'll find yourself not caring and acting like a total nerd on <laughs> Instagram stories or Snapchat or Facebook Live because you you just stop caring. Right, right. The best way to build confidence is consistency. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're saying. So best way to build confidence is just you got to just go do it and you got to be consistent in it. And over time, your confidence will really, really start to boost itself. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff going on. You do a great job, it seems like, from where I sit of balancing all of it. Um, but one thing that I really respect about you specifically is you, to me, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And sometimes when I sit down and have these conversations with people, I get this sense of like trying too much or it comes across as arrogance to me sometimes. And having confidence is one of the most important things to be successful at all, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, to, to be confident in your ability to do something. Um, but I think that a lot of people let that cross over into arrogance too much. Can you kind of talk about the balance between the two of those and how you are as confident as you are, but then totally down to earth and really, really humble as well? I just get my ass kicked a lot. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's, you can't be arrogant. Arrogant is, arrogant is, really an insecurity. It's hmm. projecting something that you're not actually in belief that you possess or that, you know, so it's covering for something that you don't know about yourself. But when you're actually hmm. putting yourself into the places where you're getting tested, whether that's psychedelic medicine or open relationship or a savage workout or the coldest ice bath you can, or the hottest sweat lodge safely, of course, be mindful of that. Don't push that too hard. Obviously there's bad cases in both of those examples, but putting yourself in situations where you are testing yourself and opening your voice and being vulnerable to tens of thousands of people and all and speaking in front of that, whatever, whatever your moment of this takes courage, then it's hard to be arrogant because you get your ass kicked a lot, you know? And I think that's really the, that's really the key. The key is that, okay, you can think what you want about me. I know what I've done. And it's, and I know, and I really respect what everybody else has done because we've all had our own journeys and our own challenges, yeah. but I don't need to try to be anything. I'm just, I know what I've been through and I'm very honest about, yeah, sometimes it's worked out great. And sometimes it has not worked out great. Sometimes it's been just a giant nut kick fiesta <laughs> where I'm like one of those Shaolin monks that's just getting kicked in the nuts over and over again, except I don't have that placid look on my face. I'm rolling around on the ground and kicking and What's screaming like? and praying yeah. to God, you know, like, please help me. What is yeah. going on? So like you've been through that enough time, like showing up arrogant would be just foolish. Yeah, yeah. You brought up the open relationship part. Do you think that that's been a huge contributor to your inner feeling of like confidence in yourself? It'd be like, I'd be like asking like, you're really strong. Do you think weightlifting has helped <laughs> you get strong? You know, like this is, this is the resistance training. This is weightlifting for your emotional mastery, for your mental mastery, for your insecurity, for your need for validation, for all of these things that you think that 
you know about yourself, you don't until you feel the pressure of having the one that you love, your special one, your girl, that thing that you've put all of this meaning and specialness into sleeping with somebody else and falling in love with them. Now you got to deal with some shit. Now you have to really confront all of these things. And I'm not saying this is for everybody. Just like I'm saying, I'm loading 500 on a squat rack or like half Thor Bjornsson deadlifting a thousand pounds. Yeah, that'll fucking snap your back. Like, (laughs) don't just jump into this. Like, don't just jump into a seven cup ayahuasca session either. You know, like be mindful. Open relationship is extremely challenging, but taken in the context of resistance training for the psyche, there's been nothing that's been more valuable because there's been nothing that's been harder. Mm. You know, like people, people talk about this year and I got in this gnarly car accident, you know, split my face in half and whatever, had several hundred sutures and I was in the hot, what it was a freak accident. Right. And I look back on 2018 and I was like, oh yeah, that was the easy challenge of the year Mm. because the hard challenges came from the challenges of my heart that came from the open relationship. And that's where the real value, I certainly learned some things from the accident and I certainly count that as a blessing, but you know, the physical pain and the physical healing, it's actually kind of easy compared to the psychic emotional healing that I've had to apply to myself to get through and learn and progress through the open relationship challenge. Do you remember what the catalyst was for that? Because you guys were in a traditional relationship, right? Mm -hmm. First, and then you broke up and then changed it or like how, how did that come about was it for like the purpose of growth? no i or? wish i wish i could say i knew that well enough mm-hmm. it was for the it was for the purpose of just exploration mm-hmm. really and like understanding that fundamentally i had a desire to meet and exchange energy and experience other people and sure sexuality was a component of that but also just that intimacy that you can get with someone that you're on that level of relationship with, that was something that I craved. And in the traditional monogamous container, I would always find myself being somewhat like, well, I've already kind of expressed all of my magic, everything that I have to really give. And there's more, but you know, when you're with somebody new, then there's this rapid like exchange of information that you're receiving and information that you're providing. And so I really craved that experience that ability to get in close with somebody and show them my own vulnerability but i also had look i mean if we're looking at it you know i had massive need for validation and there's you can get in these patterns where you can suck up all of the validation that someone has to give you because they're yours and you own them and they're already yours and you've already dried that up it's like when you got that one bentley in the garage and that bentley's not making you feel like you're you're, kick, you're kicking ass again, you go buy a Rolls Royce. And it's like, that makes you feel... So I had some dark expressions that drove me to this. So I don't want to think like this was all noble and all... Because it wasn't, you <laughs> yeah. know? But in hindsight, you can see what it actually provided. Like, I had no idea really then what I was in for. You know, I thought like, oh, psychologically, philosophically, I understand this. You know, mm-hmm. love isn't in scarcity. It's in abundance and shouldn't be possessive. And this could be cool. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize. It couldn't have prepared you for the I first couldn't prepare time. Because I wasn't yeah. aware of how much I needed the validation of other people, how much I needed to feel like the man hmm. from somebody else, through somebody else's eyes or through their mirror and their reflection. I didn't know that yet yeah. until I went through this and until my stable source of validation, that thing that I'd sucked up and assimilated into my own body so I could stand and be like, look at me. I got Whitney Miller, Miss United States. She's my girl. Blah, 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 until that was 
threatened. It's like, well, she's my girl, but she's also a lot of other people's girl too. So uh, I guess I can't use that as my sole validation and my understanding of what makes me special. I got to find that elsewhere. I got to find that intrinsically. I got to know who I am and know that that's enough and know that that's worthy without anybody else externally. But I didn't know that shit then. Yeah. But I know it now. And that's part of what I talk about with this open thing. It's a shitty way to just have sex with more people because it's going to take you through hell. Hmm. Be like, yeah, you can get toast, but you just have to hold a piece of bread through a burning house. <laughs> like that's that. If you want sex and you're going through open relationship, like that's, that's the analogy. I think everybody always looks at it for their benefit, right? They're like, oh, I, I'm going to go have sex with all yeah. those other people. Yeah. And then the first time it happens the other way, you're like, wait a second. That's just looking at the <laughs> let's, toast. Let's reevaluate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you tell a story that I think illustrates your point perfectly. I think this is a good thing to kind of close on here, which is um, how you said when he was having a relationship with a guy that was like in MMA or something, mm-hmm. and it really challenged you internally. Can you tell that? Story really quickly. Every person she's been with has challenged me internally. <laughs> like there's not been like, I don't think I've had like a fucking easy course because whatever it is. All right. So the MMA, I always did pride myself on my ability to fight, mm-hmm. you know, and my, that expression of, yeah. you know, the athlete male, you. Al- yeah. Yeah, male alpha mm-hmm. dominance in that way. I've trained martial arts since I was four years old. And I recognize that there was some people who could, were better fighters than me, yeah, but of course. not people who were better fighters than me. They were having sex with my girl. Right. You know, so right. like I immediately went to the gym, like, oh, that's what she likes. She and, likes and a good fighter. Especially like in that form too, because that's like the most primal exactly. activity yep. that men can engage in. Here we it's, are. You're having sex with my girl and you could kick my ass <laughs> if I said anything about it to you. So exactly. great. I'm in a great position here. Love that. But, you know, conversely, when there was also some pride that I had, like, ooh, wow. Whitney's with an MMA champion. Like, look at her go. Look, I'm with a great, you know, and yeah. then she's just with a really ordinary guy, just a normal, usual guy. And I'm like, how dare you go with the usual guy? Like, yeah, yeah. that makes me feel less about myself, <laughs> you know? Like, so every you just single, brought my average down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every single person that I've ever, that she's ever been with has been hard. Yeah. And like, it'll probably, you know, I'm getting better. And like, cause you learn different patterns. Like, I learn, okay, MMA guy. All right. Well, I don't need to go train MMA. That's not why she loves me. She loves me for the intrinsicness of me. Oh, she's with a rich guy. Okay. I don't need to make more money. That's not why she's with me. You know, Mm. even though you can take her on yachts and fly her in private, I can't do that yet, but that's okay. Mm. You know, Oh, it's a normal guy. Cool. Enjoy the, enjoy that. You know, like, Oh, it's with this person who has radical freedom and can just party and play all the time. Okay, cool. You know, like I can't do that, but enjoy that. Like everything, there's going to be some benefit. That's the fucking point though. Yeah. You know, the point is that you get to experience all this variety of different things. So to get in my position where I can really be her teammate and be rooting for her and be like, yeah, cool. I'm like stoked that you get to experience all these different things. And I hope that you're stoked that I get to experience all these different things. I find that it takes a certain combination of like likability and confidence kind of thrown in together in order to pull off some of the stuff that you have, like being able to meet this guy. And then within 48 hours, like, oh yeah, here, be the CEO of this most notable sports agency in the world. <laughs> you know, like within 40, like that, in that time window, like there's gotta be a solid combination of like, I'm a confident person. I know that I can do this X, 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 and X, but I'm not going to throw it in your face. I'm not arrogant about it. You're a likable guy. Like let's do business type thing. So can you talk into how you are able to kind of cultivate that air of self-confidence and likability? Clarity, balance, and focus brings confidence. And coming into that, I wasn't looking for a job. I was allowing everything in my life to happen. And I was very confident 
that I was being of service. I was helping my friend, representing him, excited to meet Lee Steinberg, but I wasn't looking for a job. The story that I was going to tell you when I rudely interrupted you, <laughs> there I go, trying not to be a learner. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about my career, like a famous Hall of Fame kicker, a man named Jan Stenerud, who played for Kansas City. Jan Stenerud was a skier. And he got a ski scholarship, and he's from Sweden. He got a, a ski scholarship to come to America to the University of Montana. A widely known university, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and a skier. And he, he almost didn't come because it was so far way back then to come, but he wanted to follow the American dream, kind of like Dave Meltzer wanted to follow the American dream of just being rich. And he wanted to come to America and couldn't even believe that they would give him a scholarship because he grew up on the slopes to ski in college. But, you know, he didn't know the difference between Montana and New York City. <laughs> so he goes to Montana and he's skiing. And at the junior year, he is running the steps to work out his legs as a great skier should. And he's watching the kicker of Montana's football team. And he's back then they had toe kickers. So uh, Jan goes down there and he says, why do you kick with your toe? You know, I've played soccer my whole life and let me show you how to kick. So he lines up and he kicks like a 45 yarder. <laughs> okay. And the coach kind of the basketball, sorry, the basketball coach was down there and it clears it by like, you know, 20 yards or something. Anyway, he goes back, runs the stairs or whatever. And the basketball coach, who shouldn't have been on the track anyway, but was just down there for some workout or whatever, he ends up the next day running into the football coach and said, hey, this is a skier kid, and he can kick the living blank out of the ball. So now the kicker ends up at the next game missing a kick. So then the football coach tries to find the kid, and he sees him running the stairs, and he goes, hey, hey, skier. He doesn't know his name. He said, hey, would you come and uh, do you ever play football? He said, no. He says, here, kick one for me. He boots the ball. He says, why don't you just suit up? It's the last game of, of the year, you know, just suit up, you know, see what football's like. So he suits him up. He ends up making the team a senior year to be the kicker. And he has an okay, an okay season as a kicker. The very last game, the very last game of the season, the game gets very tight and he gets forced into kicking a 60, sorry, 59 yard field goal. And he kicks the 59 yard field goal and wins the game. Unbeknownst to him, unbeknownst to him, it's the longest field goal, not only in college football at the time, but also in, in pro football. So a couple months, I football is over a couple months go by and he gets a wiregram of, you know, one of those old telegrams. He gets a telegram. He's in his last semester of senior year and he's skiing, <laughs> right? He gets his last, I get the telegram that you have been drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> While he's skiing, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know what the Kansas City Chiefs are, and he doesn't know what the draft is. But he goes, and he ends up signing a contract for more money than he ever dreamed of, which wasn't a lot of money back then. He ends up winning a Super Bowl. He ends up having a 24-year career in the NFL, and he ends up in the Hall of Fame. That's Dave Meltzer's career. And that could be your career as well, if you allow things to happen, don't limit your point of entry and continue to consistently, persistently enjoy the pursuit of your potential of whatever it may come. And that's how the greatest, there's very few kickers in the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest kickers ever to play the game became a kicker. So first of all, incredible story. And there's so many things to take away from this. But one of the big things is 
so remaining open, right, to, to possibilities, opportunities, the fact that he was even going to the field, he could have just been like, actually, no, I'm a skier, I ski, I don't want to play football, and that would have been the end of it. Exactly. So being open, right, to an opportunity, but also having blinders on every once in a while, because I find that especially an entrepreneurial personality type, like we have problems staying one track minded and focused on something and we get this shiny object syndrome. Can you kind of talk into how you know, if you are just opportunity crazed versus like, does that make sense? Like you don't want to be one or the other. You don't want to be completely closed off the opportunity, but you also don't want to just take in every single thing that comes your way. Right? Correct. So what you need to have is a process. And that's a learned process of how do I deal with all the different opportunities? Because that doesn't stop in your career. The more successful you are, the more opportunities that you have. So you have to figure out how do I qualify things? How do I prioritize them? And I'm consistently still developing more and more ways that I can qualify what I want to do. Believe it or not, I have a very simple qualification process that goes to the how much money I can make how many people I can help, and how much fun on a scale. And so the initial qualification is I take into all the dependent and independent variables and try to determine, is this big enough for my time? Is this big enough for the amount of people I can help? Am I going to enjoy it? And you know that's where the famous negotiation line that's in my book that Lee gave me, don't negotiate the last penny, always be fair, and don't do business with dicks. That falls right in line with <laughs> make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. So you've obviously negotiated quite literally billions and billions of dollars in different deals, contracts, and things throughout your career. What is your negotiating superpower, Dave? Called the 120 rule. I know it's going to not, it'll seem counterintuitive to make to most hardcore negotiators, but I believe the greatest challenge in negotiation is to provide the most value that you can. So my rule of negotiation is, can I provide $100 worth of value? and only ask for 20 back. Because if I can, if I can create a net 80 return on whatever I'm negotiating for, I become a great negotiator, not because I've tricked or manipulated, oversold, back-end sold, intimidated, you know, whatever it may be. But instead, what I did is I explained and articulated the value with which I'm provided with the confidence and guarantee that it would be far less than what I'm asking for. And most have just the litmus test of negotiation. If I'm not prepared to ask one simple question, can you see any reason that you want want to move forward? If I can't ask myself that question before I go into negotiation, can I see any reason that they wouldn't want to move forward? I need to have that litmus test. I need to be able to close a deal by asking them that question and simply stating, does that sound fair? And when I do that, I have an extraordinary success rate in negotiation by reverse engineering and coming prepared with value, not with manipulation, overselling, back-end selling, and lying. Yeah, right, right, right. Looking back over your career, are there any particular stories or settings that you can remember that you are like particularly proud of in a negotiation setting or maybe got a result that maybe most people probably wouldn't have done because of something that you did or said or thought about that most people wouldn't have thought about? Yeah, you know, uh, understanding uh, the negotiation for my TV show Elevator Pitch, which is now a top digital business show and negotiating with some networks actually now, but there's many scarce parties involved in the negotiation. As I'm an owner, producer, lead judge on the show, there's a fund, there's financing, there's all these different parties. There's the Entrepreneur Magazine. And 
I am so proud of myself because I went in with an abundant attitude to provide value. I shared the commonality. I connected to people emotionally for logical reasons. I was able to actually give up my ownership for other interested parties for the whole. And in my career, it's a long shot to have a successful TV show. But moreover, in a very scarce environment, in a very competitive environment, I was able to bring abundance and enlightenment to all the parties involved. Although in the short run, I gave up a big percentage of what I was supposed to have. I truly believe that if I would have hung on in a scarce mentality to what was in my mind already negotiated for me, but instead being abundant and open, I ended up with this tremendous success, all types of things I never dreamed of and profitable situation because I was abundant and negotiated from a place of humility and abundance, not scarcity and manipulation. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapel.com hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.